0: I remember someone at some point on a conference line was like, you know, nothing makes my day like ruining somebody's life.
1: Welcome to AOL. Welcome to AOL Underground. please state your handle in the years you were active on AOL.
0: I went by single and I was active from about 1998 to around 2005 or six right in there somewhere.
1: Nice when did you first use a computer?
0: The first like actual first use uh, I was really young it was um, a preschool I was in like an advanced preschool in the city and they had a 2e that I used to mess around on and make little things that we could print out on like an old printer. It was kind of cool. First time I actually used a real computer was uh, my aunt at her uh, motorcycle shop. So that was like a real, you know, Windows. I don't even remember, 95 maybe.
1: Your aunt had a motorcycle shop? That's awesome.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. My uncle was a custom builder. They had a shop where they serviced and sold motorcycles.
1: Sweet. So tell me about how you found AOL.
0: I think like a lot of people, because I've listened to, I think, every episode so far and everyone got the disc or they got the, uh, you know, the floppy or they got the trial. And um, my cousin and I, we we just did it on our own. We didn't tell anyone either. So we were like sneaking out in the shop, you know, in little chats and clicking around, just trying to figure it out. And I I think that was 2.5 AOL 2.5, either that or three. But that was the uh, for the first time. But when I first got the actual like a computer at my house at old terrible IBM, we did the trial, and uh, I was hooked after that at my house. So
1: that's awesome. So how did you find the scene?
0: I found the scene pretty quickly, actually. Um, it was probably my first or second day clicking around in chat rooms, and uh, I can still remember someone scrolled a macro. Of an of an airplane, and as soon as I saw that, I said, like, "What is that? That's amazing! How do I do that?" And um, I started asking around, and someone said it's called a macro, and that like instantly led me to private room macros, and and there the journey began.
1: Nice. So, tell me about the journey. So, what, what happened after that?
0: Um, I started with macros really, and trying to, trying to figure that out. But, um, when I got my first macro studio, I thought that was just like the coolest thing ever. And, you know, I had like shout outs and stuff like that. And I was like, wow, this is, this is amazing. And, uh, right from there, I always wanted to learn how to do it. So I got a visual basic three from a server room. Cause somebody told me you can go here and get it type in, you know, file 1100 through 1104 and, uh, bam visual basic and then then we started there and i just really wanted the chat sends man everyone had cool gothic nightmares and bloodlust species and i just thought that was like the coolest thing ever so i I wanted it to say my name and then i started
1: what's gothic nightmare and bloodlust species what is that
0: those are just programs that they might have had scrollers idlers they they were kind of like a multi like rampage tools you remember rampage tools uh no, they're just all around, like they were uh, popular programs that would you know send instant messages, punters, it had all this stuff all bundled together, and uh, they had really cool chat sends, and uh, it, like they just hooked me right away.
1: Oh, like an all in one tool.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was it wasn't uh this was kind of when everything was that they were just all bundled together and they the bigger the better the more options and eventually they just got ridiculous with like this has two hundred and seventy five options, you know, and a bunch of stuff you never use. So
1: Yeah, no, that's that's true. It's kind of weird how over the years the programs kind of change and then like they got smaller and smaller until so it got like ridiculous and there was like no UI and it was just a menu and right
0: right sometimes even just like a an icon you know that would float and have a small menu of two things
1: yeah then i think it went to like the where you wanted to have a a ui that didn't have normal buttons so you have to like make labels change colors when you hover your mouse or something
0: that's it oh yeah or yeah you could do and then you could really get creative and put different things and you'd make the whole graphic interface and with no buttons at all. And everything was labels with nothing on them. It was, uh, those are fun times figuring out how to make stuff stand out and be different.
1: Yeah. That was super cool. So you were doing the macro stuff. Yeah. And then does that lead you to anything else?
0: Um, I, it always led to bad things, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, and in these days as I'm, I'm, pushing 40 now I look back and I go what a what a terrible thing you did for all that time um but we we got into um and a good friend of mine actually he he got into it with me he was the only one of our little group and uh we started with the cards we started with the all that stuff man and it, it was and it was easy and that I, I feel like that was like the uh the forefront of of uh identity theft and things like that and i felt like we were right there in it all of us as as the whole scene you know we just traded stuff like that like it was nothing because so we were kids and it didn't seem like we were doing something wrong but uh yeah the the, the scene macros turned into massive phishing massive spamming massive carding and, and just acquisitions of cards and fake sites, dummy sites and yeah, that that's where that went <laughs> pretty quick.
1: So what were the fake sites and dummy sites used for?
0: Um we would just uh we'd basically steal AOL's code, you know, their HTML from like a sign up page or even something that just looked official and edit it. So it would say you'd send a link to like an Angel Fire or Geo Cities or something that said, like, update your account information. And uh, it looked, for the average person, it looked pretty official. And it would just say, we need a, a non-AOL account. And they'd click send, and it would just send it right to our email. And, you know, if you sp- spam 10,000 of those a day, people, people do
1: it. Wait, what do you mean you need a non-AOL account?
0: Well, to, to create a new AOL account, um with a credit card, it cannot have an existing account on it, so you could get a regular card and card things like sites and whatever. But to create a new a o l account, you needed a card that we call them nons because it had uh it didn't have a, an account registered to it yeah so we would say, Oh yeah, we just need a backup payment or a backup payment information, just enter it here and it would say, yep, authorized you know and people would just go on about their business and then they just sent us their secondary credit card as long as, as well as the card that they have on file with AOL.
1: Oh, you get them both.
0: We get them both. And, and <laughs> we learn that eventually, you know, get, well, maybe we should ask for the other one too while we're at it. Yeah. Why not? And, uh, I, I feel so bad because now I'm like, ai a, hate to say a regular person, but with a family and stuff. And I'm like, dude, And that was just the start of it. That was just like, oh, that was like a Tuesday, you know, (laughs) to be young again.
1: Yeah, right. So it's kind of like fishing for credit cards. Yes. Wait, what would you do with the cards?
0: Well, they were kind of used as currency, too. Um, So if you had, you know, uh, 100 cards, you could say, you know, I have 100 cards, 50 nons. What can you give me for that you know three characters lowercase elite screen names you know whatever or people just wanted them to do what whatever they were going to do with them so you could use it as currency or um we were carding sites for people at school and um we carded a digital camera once before digital cameras were even like a thing didn't even have like a preview screen it was just like could take 400 pictures and that was like the coolest thing ever Concert tickets because they would send them right through the mail. Um, so it didn't really even matter if you had a drop, it would just get mailed in a handwritten envelope. Concert tickets and stuff, kids stuff, nothing that even mattered.
1: Did you have drops then? Were you worried about like the police catching on?
0: No, um, we we knew about drops and there were plenty of zombie properties in our neighborhood because we live in the ghetto, but um my, my buddy that did it with me, he, his house was like a madhouse and, uh, he just didn't care. He was just like, Oh, there's 12 people live at his house. You know, so someone shows up knocking on the door. He said, I'm just saying, I'll come and stay at your house. You know, it was, uh, it was super reckless and, uh, there was no proxy or no nothing. It was all just, and we used to think that because we were on dial up that we were safe. Like, doesn't matter you get a new ip address every time i don't know you know <laughs> it's funny.
1: the things you tell yourself
0: oh yeah uh, we we would justify anything like yeah this is normal this is okay
1: so how did you um end up in nb 2
0: there were my group of friends online and um i actually had uh my best friend died in my normal life and uh I, I think I was looking for somewhere to belong. And these were already friends I had had for years. And I, it started as like a joke uh, of this other group, Envy. And so I, I want to say it was crazed. He was—he at least brought it to me and was like, we're doing this thing, man. You want to be a part of it? And I was like, yeah, I want to be a part of it. Let's let's be a part of it. And I, I lived in the city. I did a lot of crazy things as a kid. I was Selling drugs and doing bad things, but I was never afraid. And these guys, I was afraid of. Man, I was scared, and they were my friends. But I was like
1: afraid in what way?
0: I was afraid, man. (laughs) I felt cool. (laughs) They were hardcore. It was a, it was an interesting time, man. And I still, I still got love for all of them to this day. I had to, I had to step away because I got a case myself outside of. outside of aol and uh it was it was uh it was imperative that i i did not mess up while i was taking care of that
1: are you able to talk about that
0: yeah absolutely when my friend died his friends had a party for him and i didn't know any of them i only knew him it was a a week after his funeral and i got into a thing with some guys that were there that were there for the wrong reasons. They were there cuz it was a party and I was there because it was a remembrance of my friend. I was I was 16 and um a big melee broke out and people ended up getting cut with a razor blade and it was it was a big deal and uh, I ended up getting arrested and charged with two first degree assault and one second degree assault and um when I was out on bail, my bail was $25,000. And if, uh, after I closed the case, I was on probation, um, intensive supervision, felony probation. Uh, if I would have dropped the ball at all, I would have had to go do five to 15 minimum at uh, 15 to 45 max if the judge saw fit. So I was, uh, I was walking on eggshells after that. And, um, the nv2 guys were getting deep into some stuff and i was like it's time for me to i might have to distance myself and and i'm i I went down after that i I know you heard all about that with camo's talk and i I think a couple other guys were talking about it too the lexus nexus thing and um that was happening all right while i was there with them so i had to get away I didn't want to, but fair enough. Yeah, you know, I didn't. I didn't want to. It, it it felt wrong, but um, I remember someone at some point on the conference line was like, you know, nothing makes my day like ruining somebody's life, <laughs> and and this was this was twenty years ago, and I still remember that, and I was like, look, I got goosebumps. I, I <laughs> just thinking about it. It was that scared me as a kid. I got violent felonies. I'm out in the streets. But a person that I didn't even know that said that, you know, because it it seems so much more real to me because outside life was just my regular life, you know, living where I lived. And uh, this whole other thing was like dangerous and scary and and real. And and it was kind of the opposite. You know, I was I was worried about the wrong things.
1: You said you were afraid of the people. Yeah. Yeah. What what made you afraid?
0: I wasn't afraid of them like, um, like, uh, you know, I'm scared of the monster under my bed kind of thing. I was afraid of uh, what these guys were capable of. And I was just worried. I had a massive alcohol problem at the time. And, uh, and I, I just remembered like, what if I say the wrong thing or what if I don't perform the way I feel like I should or up to a certain level? And there was no level or of expectation. But uh, it, it brought on this level of paranoia, like what if I dropped the ball here, you know, yeah. and uh, it was scary. It, they, they scared me because I I saw what happened. I saw what happened to people that that were um, that went against what they were doing. And I, I remember we were on a conference line and we called somebody who was getting the getting the shit kicked out of them um and he was begging please please stop just please stop and i remember thinking man that sucks sucks to be you man but uh then i was like man what if that was me what if i messed up what if i said the wrong thing so it was uh and they were people to be feared man they were they were serious those guys didn't mess around
1: but what do you mean like shit getting kicked out of Is this, this like
0: uh i, I- Online wise, like like I remember there was a where you could still do cash on delivery for big items, but I think you just had to, to have a card to get it sent. So they were sending like refrigerators and stuff to this dude's house and he's probably 13, 14 years old and, and, you know, and big boxes of dildos, a hundred dildos and oh, my God. oh yeah, 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 yeah. And, and it was stuff like that. And he was begging, please, please. Then they start everyone. We all, I did it too. You know, we were, we did the swatting thing before that even had a term in the ambulance to have the fire trucks showing up to the house. And, and that was just like, if you said, fuck NV2, you were going to end up getting a visit. Someone was going to pull your information. And then next thing you know, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was heavy. It, it, I mean, so then when you start to think about those things, you're like, man being on the receiving end of this what a terrible thing and we didn't care we just you know we thought it was funny but i would go to sleep at night like damn it's better watch watch my mouth
1: (laughs) yeah i i can see that
0: yeah yeah but but they were all my friends and, and 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 never i mean they used to they actually were sympathized with me when i was going through like the worst time of my life and they made me feel good. And I remember I would pass out drunk on the conference line and wake up at four or five in the morning and still hear all the same voices on the phone. And I pick up the phone and I say, all right, guys, you know, I'm going to go to bed. And they had like a crew website, I remember. And it had like members, you know, getting crazed, camo, uh, majestic. And then when it got to single, it said, you know, fishing, programming, drinks too much and i always thought that that was cool that it was like they they made light of that i was really struggling with something and uh and it was it was recognized that i had a problem i i always felt good about that i felt good that they actually cared that i was not doing the right thing and maybe i should stop doing all this extra stuff that i was ruining myself with right on but i was still scared <laughs>
1: is that because like you came to the group later then like was the group like already established when you came in so you kind of felt like the new guy or
0: no um i i was pretty early on um i was i was probably in the original five six people um and i actually think it carried on and got bigger after i backed out because a couple of guys that were on a previous episode I don't really remember their names a hundred percent, but they told the story as it was. So, I mean, they were a part of it and uh, I just, but again, I I also had drug and alcohol problems for a lot of years after that. So my memory isn't always uh, exactly how I, you know, how I think it was, but so I think it carried on for a while after I left.
1: Are there any specific things you remember that you want to talk about that you thought were interesting?
0: Uh, about the envy or about the whole scene experience
1: well i guess for envy for right now i'm just wondering because some of those stories are pretty nuts and i'm wondering if you maybe had a different perspective on them
0: no i uh everything is, was just kind of like it was it was like a, a small brotherhood and it was like a badge of honor and and people were were hesitant to you know when you came in and you had the that tag you know a uh, single envy two. It, it made me feel like uh it was like a badge you know it, it made me feel good and um and and they actually had my back like if there wasn't any kind of shit talking behind anyone's back we all had these group meetings and being in the same chat room together and uh it it felt they felt like more friends to me than friends that i had in the real world it meant something to me and and i'm sure it meant something to all of us that were involved we made each other feel like like we belonged and, uh, it felt good.
1: What happened at the group meetings?
0: Um, just, it, it was really like, what, what are we involved in today? Um, and, and I say meetings, but it was more just like the hangout place, you know, and this guy was saying this, this crew was saying this, I got a, I'm working on this exploit. Um, anyone have nons, anyone have fish, I need it. I'm trading 5,000 fish for something. Does anyone have, you know, I'm working on this API call that I can't get for AOL Germany. You know, just, uh, just normal stuff of what we were all personally doing. And I, all my programs, they kind of sucked, but they looked nice. So I, I, I didn't really have a lot to add to the crew aside from, um, my, my scamming abilities. And that was just persistence and, and repetition. So I, I like to feel like I was more, uh, valuable, but I was just kind of, uh, I was just a, a people person, I think. And, and then had fish and cards.
1: Right on. So the programs you made, were they, were they like carding programs or fishing programs or, or what?
0: I made a lot of uh, a lot of things, little things. Fish tanks were like my favorite to make, just holding fish and checking fish and stuff. And uh, I I used to make a lot of those for some reason. I think it's because I liked that. That was kind of my my niche. So um, having a good fish tank uh, was something that uh, that you needed. And I wanted it to say my name when people used it in the chat and the, the probably the best thing I ever made programming was, um, a, a friend of mine that had nothing to do with the scene at all would come over. And it was kind of hard to have like friends that w- had no idea what you were up, you know, what you were doing and, 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 and maintain that same relationship. So he would just like to go talk to girls online. So I said, here, well, let me make you a program and he could put in whatever he wanted for age, ASL, whatever, and he would. It would automatically go into the room, and it would try to source him. You know, got picks, got picks, got picks, got picks. It, it so he just loved that I would make him his own account, and then he would just go and try to meet girls and stuff. And uh, I think that was like the most fun making that, and it, it was totally useless only to him. You know, it was specific to Polly, and uh, and that's all he did. <laughs> got pics got pics you could enter different you know you could say you're you know 15 from california and just it would just do it in every room super simple and uh he got a lot of enjoyment out of it
1: (laughs) did did he meet anybody or just a bunch of dudes
0: Uh, um that was just that was just my buddy my friend that that was uh that lived with me no no i mean
1: with the program did he actually meet anybody or was it all people just posing as as girls
0: Probably both. <laughs> I don't think you. I don't think any of us ever really knew who we were talking to um, outside of our specific group of friends. You know, I've heard of people that were just totally making things up. Um, that were personas that people were adults, and I, 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 couldn't, I can't really say who he was talking to. I know that wasn't my thing. I really didn't care anything at all about. About meeting girls on there, it was a uh, i was i wanted those cards
1: <laughs> so when you were in n b two did were were you there when anybody got like in trouble for anything
0: i wasn't i was um i came back when i like when when I was pretty certain that I was gonna be all right with my case, and then I heard of like this person got busted. This person got raided. So-and-so ran and threw his computer out into a swimming pool when they raided him. And uh, and then I was like, whoa, this is serious. I, I don't know. I, someone said Secret Service, but I don't think it was Secret Service. I think it was FBI. But um when I came back and heard all that, technology, AOL, and everything had moved on so much that I was like. Uh, I can't, who was it? Was it, uh, someone was just talking about having the lightning bolt next to their name in a chat room and a, on a previous episode I listened to. And when I came back, that was a thing. And I was like, what is this? What is this lightning bolt? And they like held, held the room and they could kick you out. And, uh, and that was new. And I was like, man, everything changed. All the API, none of my chat sends worked. Everything was different. And, uh, it just wasn't, wasn't the same anymore.
1: Yeah. So it sounds like you got out at the right time.
0: Yeah. Yes, right? I did. I did. Um, I don't know. Was it the right time? You know, I mean, for me, yeah, probably. But I kind of felt like I kind of felt like I should have been I should have been there, you know, because everyone ended up getting in a lot of trouble. And uh, and I was just as just as guilty doing all this stuff.
1: Yeah, that's it's interesting. I guess uh, either path you went down, it it would have been law enforcement, right?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, my, my case that I, I had to do the full five, um, of the probation and, and, um, they were serious. They were serious about sending me to prison because I did get off so light as, uh, as opposed to, or compared to the crime that I committed. So I think either way, um, Yes, you are correct. (laughs) I got out at the right time and and everything went the way it probably should have for me to be here today because I would have probably just been getting out of prison, you know, within the last couple of years if I would have screwed my first case up. And if I would have screwed that case up with a federal crime, who knows what that could have turned into.
1: So where did the single name come from?
0: Um i was originally gonna go by three um because it was three dollar bill i thought it was like like the uh the limp biscuit album i thought it was like a cool name and then i was like three three and I, i just didn't like the way that sounded and then i someone at a gas station said do you got just a single dollar bill and i was like single dollar bill single single and uh and then so then it was, then it was single. It was, and my, uh, I think my first sc- screen name was, uh, X single 97 X and, uh, yeah, I think that was my, that was when I, I adopted the name and then it was that forever. And it, people used to say, uh, when I would go in the room and you, you'd announce who you were, cause everyone always was on a different screen name all the time. So you had to, you know, put the dash and then who you were. And, uh, People would say, What do you mean, man? Like, no, I got a girlfriend. And I'm like, No, I can't remember who it was. Might have been majestic. I would say single, not gay, (laughs) because people thought I was like trying to pick them up by letting them know that I'm single or something. So, but eventually I didn't have to do that anymore. But uh, at the beginning, I had to let people know I wasn't, you know, telling them my marital status. Yeah, I could see that being confusing. It was confusing. It was. But then once you got to know it, you know, then I was just single. So that's where that came from. Could I? Do you have a moment I could tell you a quick story? Just an AOL. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. So uh, a guy kind of took me under his wing. Total programming dude. Super good at what he did. Uh, he went by filth back then. And I think he was probably six or seven years older than me. So if I was 12, he was like pushing 18 and we were good friends and he started a skateboarding company. Then I I left the scene later on and, uh, and I never heard from him again. I started to work at this factory when I was like 23 and, uh, worked with a guy who used to live in New Jersey. And I ended up adding him on Facebook when I still use Facebook and I'm looking at the page and people that were commenting on this guy I worked with's page, I'm going Jeff and I'm looking and I go, he's from the same place in New Jersey. Long story short, the guy who filth taught me how to, he taught me how to program. He ended up working at a stereo shop in New Jersey with this dude who started, who was, you know, 500 miles away now or 600 working with me in a factory in the middle of nowhere and uh, i ended up reconnecting with him and now we've known each other it's been 25 years his kids are all big and it was just this crazy small world thing where i reconnected with a guy from the programming scene through a person at work a uh, uh, yeah stayed away it was uh, it was kind of a cool thing
1: that's nuts nice, man that's cool
0: yeah it was it was extremely I, and I was fortunate too because he was a super nice guy. And I was twelve, and he like put up with a lot of my stupid baloney questions about how do I make the command button turn colors. Yeah, right. Yeah. And now he's got. Now he's successful, and he's got a successful skateboarding company. And um, and I was really happy to reconnect with him through this this weirdo dude that I worked with. <laughs>
1: That's funny definitely what else do you remember from back then
0: um screen names were the thing i remember the most and and the different and cool ways that people would acquire them and the the things they would come up with and just all the different variations of these screen names were uh they were just a thing of beauty and i remember that being like you got to get the cool screen names you have to have the good stuff and uh, I remember that being chasing after those screen names and uh, I think I I'm the last leg of this cracker that was still working right near the end I cracked S-I-N-G-I-E and I thought that was just like the best thing ever so then you know I uppercased the uh, second I and I had single and I pulled, the, you know, connected the aim to it, and then I had that aim forever, and I didn't even use it because on aim the, the lowercase didn't even look right. But uh, screen names, I remember screen names the most, and just busting chops with everybody. I remember Epics, uh, Epics, and Tune were on a run, and Epics and I uh, convinced all these people that we were brothers and we lived in the same house, so we'd have like a little instant message going saying, "Go tell him this," and then we were. T- Telling each other, okay, he told me to say this, and then we're saying this, and it just a, just to bust chops you know it was a lot of chop busting and it was uh it was fun and and the, the the nostalgia that everybody talks about is is real um I don't think there will ever be anything like that again
1: yeah for sure
0: that, that uh that live you know like like reddit and everything is you know there's a there's a delay. There's that small delay where people have time to think about their response. And we were just rapid fire right into a room. Bam, 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 bam. And then someone would come in. You know, it was like a bar that was just open 24 hours a day. And maybe you were in there and then someone would come in and, oh, wow, look at that. He's got an indented screen name. How did you get that? Uh-huh. And if you didn't know him, well, then you're on the hunt now. Now you got to get the indent. So those, those are fun times. It was all good stuff. Yeah, man.
1: Nice. It sounds like there was certainly some times where the group would kind of be on the hunt or like uh in attack mode. Yes. Can you talk about some more of those? Um,
0: they they only happened a couple times, like right at the beginning, because when when things got when people started getting wiped out, it was uh it was clear that that uh, the people were outmatched, and I, I wish I could remember any of the specific crews are the people who rivaled us but it was only a couple times and and they were they were done quick and then they were sc- you know screenshots of people begging and screenshots of order forms to people's houses and pictures of from people's houses like where the the suburbans are all out front you know my dad got put handcuffs put on him because of you guys you know stuff like that so once the word got around that that was like a real thing it didn't happen you know there wasn't a whole lot of uh we were pretty much the top at that point
1: screenshots of people begging can you maybe unpack that a bit
0: yeah oh like uh it would be a private conversation between you know any member of the crew whoever somebody had a connection to And let's just say, you know, a washer and dryer just showed up uh, at their house in their mother's name and they were requesting, you know, $2,000 for this delivery. Um, They would message one of our guys and just say, please, please stop doing this. I'll do whatever. I'll, I'll pay you. I'll, I'll do whatever. I'll never, I'll delete AOL. I'll just begging for it to stop because we had nothing but time and we would figure out how to make your life unlivable for a while. So I've watched many kids <laughs> beg, and, and I think some adults at the time as well, too, like, please stop doing this. Stop having the fire department banging on our door at four o'clock in the morning. Um, and and I, we used to laugh. We would laugh about it. Ha ha ha. <laughs> And then, and then I, I think just like anything, you, you get kind of bored of it. You know, now, now, now when you're at the top, what do you do? You know, well, I know we all know what we, what ended up happening when you're at the top, you can, you you can find something to do, but I, I was never at the top. I don't think I was just kind of there. I was, uh, I was just a, just a dude that was there and, um, I had a lot of friends.
1: How do you get handcuffs on someone's dad?
0: Um, I, what I'm guessing would have been, if I were allegedly, if I were to theorize, um, would, you'd be saying that uh, I'm going to, you might say something about, you're going to kill the whole family. You know, you, there would be a call place to some agency, and you'd say, I'm here, I'm going to kill my entire family. If you don't get here right now and then to this address and then they go to that address and uh, and everybody goes in handcuffs till they figure out what's going on. And, uh, you know, if 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 someone's if an agency is under the impression that the father of the home is going to kill everybody, they're going to come in the home and they're going to yank him up. <laughs> I mean, And this was 20 years ago. I don't really know if that would still work these days, but I mean, maybe. Yeah.
1: Any regrets? Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but no, I mean, yes and no. I, uh, yeah, I, I do have some regrets, but it, really I try not to let regrets bother me because, you know, they all kind of made me and taught me and made me the person I am today. Um, I, I do wish that, uh, that I didn't do so much scamming because <laughs> it's,
1: really the scamming yeah. it's not the handcuffs of people's dads it's the scamming <laughs> no. yeah
0: you know why because in and, and this is the way it's like like when you're living in doing street life stuff it, it happens you know it's, it's you're in this thing you are in there saying things about people you shouldn't have and that's what comes with it but these other people i'm i'm you know, collecting chat rooms for six hours. I got ten thousand names, and I just send out ten thousand emails, and and they're all just obviously not very savvy and just typing their life away everything into this random site. Like now, it, I don't. I mean, it might even work still. I don't know. But uh, those are the things that I wish I didn't do. Like my 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 wife's grandmother, she ended up getting you know by an Indian scammer. He scammed her out of two thousand dollars, and I'm like i grandfathered this here son (laughs) we were we pioneered this thing that you're doing to my my grandmother here you know (laughs) so those are the things i kind of feel a little bit bad about all these years later but but what are you gonna do
1: yeah no that's definitely true i've definitely uh had some family members get scammed myself and it's uh it's right, sad, man. It's
0: right. it is and then and then and then i think like um, yeah well look what, what you did there i'm like yeah and you know i can i try to justify it to myself but as an adult i say dude you were wrong you shouldn't have been doing that so
1: right on do you so are you still
0: in touch with anyone from nv2 no uh, i actually just reached out to a couple people um once i found your show it, it uh kind of led me to start thinking about people and um and I reached out to a couple of people and I heard back from one of them and uh, he was like, dude, are you serious right now? You uh, you're you're here <laughs> and uh, Neil, you super good dude. And uh, and uh, I, I just started talking with him a little bit and we caught up for a minute. But him and, and Jeff Filth, those are the only people that I still that I still talk to. And I don't know where everyone else
1: went. Do you ever go on, on a Rio re AOL, the discord?
0: No, no, I, um, I kind of, I've, I limited my, my social media and different things because I, I got a business and, and that like consumes so much of my time that I I try to stay away from stuff that I know I'll ended up getting addicted to. And like, that's why I got rid of Facebook and I got rid of all these other things because I, I have a problem with, um, getting too involved. And I know that something like that would just completely overtake my life. So I reached out to a couple people on Instagram and, um, uh, and if they get back to me, they get back to me. And if not, you know, they will be, we'll all come together again at some point when we're, when we're old. But, uh, yeah, I gotta, I, I gotta know what, what I can do and what I can't do and what I can get involved with. That's a part of the program. Like when I got clean off of drugs and alcohol you have to learn (laughs) you gotta have willpower to say no sometimes
1: (laughs) yeah that's true you gotta know your triggers and stuff i had a problem with diablo too for a while
0: oh i had a problem with daisy i had to i had to get rid of it (laughs) so yeah
1: nice so what are you up to these days
0: i started a, a small company and um I make graffiti products and I got kids and, and I work and I, I do floors, strip floors for a living and that's it. And I am so far disconnected from technology that, uh, I'm like lost when it comes to that stuff now.
1: So what's your graffiti company do?
0: Um, we just make, uh, like custom things to do graffiti with, um, like scribes, which are for cutting into glass. We have custom inks that you can use to, uh, do your artwork or graffiti and, um, do clothing here and there, t-shirts and super limited stuff, all handmade. And, um, that's new. That's within the last five years I started that and it kind of, and it's really building steam and, um, it's a lot of fun. And I got to, uh, and I get to meet a lot of cool people from all around the world and uh yeah, so I don't even know like I don't even know where that's gonna take me. I just got ended up getting done doing a um a collaboration with this this company that sent me a thirteen hundred dollar mini fridge, and I had to just like draw on it, and I got to keep it to to basically ruin their refrigerator and uh and they gave me it to do that. So, hopefully things like that keep happening and maybe this can end up being something.
1: Cool. And what what's the website? Uh mine? Yeah.
0: Devastatorbrand.com.
1: Devastator. Devastatorbrand.com. Nice. Yeah.
0: Devastatorbrand.com. It was, and it's definitely from uh the Transformer Devastator. Um uh, the um Constructicons formed him and I always thought he was just like the top of the top so
1: i was actually just about to ask you that i got goosebumps like <laughs> i ordered all the constructor bots i think like 10 years ago on ebay just out of nostalgia and they, uh, they all went up in price to do but it. then like i let my kids play with them and of course they broke them <laughs> but uh
0: oh yeah oh yeah. absolutely <laughs> <laughs> yes i kids they break everything
1: <laughs> no you're not playing with it right oh you're gonna break it oh yeah, yeah. Lesson learned, Dad. Learned. That's
0: right. That's right. But yeah, that's so. That's what I'm up to now. And if anyone ever wants to say, hey, um, devastatorbrand.com, send me an email or devastatorbrand on Instagram, say hey. And I, I miss a lot of people, and I and I actually have you know, I got love as as cliche as that might sound. I never had any bad feelings towards anyone, and I think I left on good terms with everybody. And uh, and I love all those guys for carrying me through
1: nice is there anything else you want to cover today
0: i think that was you know that was about that was about the rundown of it i, I didn't have a spectacular uh you know a lot of these guys have these uh, awesome stories and i was just kind of run of the mill i just i just got around in the social circles and you know new people so i didn't i didn't have a big extravagant story but uh, i had a lot of fun though and i miss it
1: nice man well thanks for coming on the show the planet pack the planet